Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. My name is Mike Cleveland, and I am here with Eric Hurt. And uh, Eric, are you excited to be here and to do our first podcast together? I am absolutely excited. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. And the purpose of this podcast is to help you experience freedom. Um, maybe you're, you're struggling, let's say, with habitual sin. Maybe you're dealing with issues of impurity or drugs or alcohol or, or overeating or any number of, of sin issues. Eric, there's so many of them, aren't there? Oh, yeah. There's, you know, some people just focus on maybe one sin that they're struggling with. Uh, you know, maybe it's uh, impurity or whatever, whatever it is, uh, but they soon realize that, that they're in bondage to, to multiple issues. So we're, we're slaves uh, to sin. <laughs> yeah, when the sin family moves in, they all move in together, don't they? Yeah, they absolutely do. It's not just one sin. It is, uh, we are slaves to sin. And, and like you said, the whole family moves in. <laughs> We've dealt with that ourselves. And it, it was just a long time in bondage for both of us. And, and I'm so thankful to be free. And I know you are as well. You know, you might be struggling with thoughts. You know, it's not just actions. It's, it's thoughts that can overwhelm us or maybe relationship struggles or, you know, these areas can captivate us and trap us. And the purpose of this podcast is that you might experience freedom. Um, Eric, these podcasts are going to last about 15 to 30 minutes. So uh, whether you're driving to work or maybe you're commuting home or, or just taking a road trip somewhere, load up your podcast and, and learn about gospel freedom, right? Amen. Yes. Uh, you know, back uh, in our times of slavery, you know, we didn't see any hope. And so, uh, you know, but, you know, Jesus said, when the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And to experience that freedom, Mike, uh, and it so overwhelms your heart and mind and, you know, just begins to overflow your heart with love and affection uh, that we receive from Christ. And, you know, you just can't be silent about what God has done inside the person, inside the heart to change us, to make us new and to set us free. And, uh, you know, so like you said, this is the purpose of this uh, to, so that others can have uh, this hope that Jesus clearly said, you know, he came to set captives free and he wasn't kidding. And, uh, you know, so I just love uh, that passage and, love that we're able to do this. Well, with each podcast, we will look at a passage of scripture together, and you and I will talk about it, and we're going to ask this one question of the passage. How does this help me get free? That's what we're going to ask. How do we get free? And so expect for God to work in your heart and to set you free. Expect, come expectantly that God is going to speak in his word and reveal his son and, and set you free. 
And we're praying for each listener. We're praying that God would take his gospel and just put it into your heart and you would experience this freedom that Eric and I are so joyful about. Um, so Eric, you ready for our first one? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Today we're going to look at Psalm 107 and we'll be looking at verses 10 to 16. This is a great place to start for our first podcast. And so, uh, Eric, let's just read in an alternating way these verses. If you want to go ahead and start with verse 10. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Mike. I'll be reading just uh, so the listeners know out of uh, the NIV 1984 version here. So I'll start with Psalm 107, starting in verse 10. Some sat in darkness and the deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains. Uh, let's talk about that for a minute. As we look at this verse, I think it's pretty descriptive of people who are in bondage to sin. It, the words used here, darkness, deepest gloom, prisoners uh, in iron chains. What thoughts do you have, Eric, as you look at, uh, as you think about iron chains? You know, I just, I just think of uh, hopelessness as the first thing that comes to my mind, thinking about uh, my days of slavery to sin without hope, nothing I can do. I'm not strong enough, Mike, to get through these, uh, you know, uh, past these iron chains. Uh, in fact, they, they weighed me down. They hold me down. They kept me there. Um, and it just seems like I was sinking deeper and deeper into that darkness. And, uh, you know, when you're at the bottom, uh, that's what you feel. You feel like no one would understand. You feel like uh, you know, I've sinned too far. Uh, certainly Christ can't come rescue me. I'm too deep in this. I'm too many years, uh, too many times. Uh, it's, it's too powerful. And certainly it is too powerful for us, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> it, it is because I've tried so many times to break those iron chains. I, I wished often that they were just ropes, you know, and not, like Samson where he just broke the, the ropes and, and set himself free. But they aren't. They're iron chains, and and we're prisoners, meaning we're locked up. We, you know, sometimes Eric people talk about having a, a free will, right? Um, but a prisoner is not able to exercise any sort of free will to get out of his prison. Uh, he has to be released from his prison, and that's what I experienced in my time of, of bondage to impurity, you know, pornography, sexual impurity, also. Along those lines, there was gluttony. I mean, I was just gluttonous. I was, was ravenous. I seemed to have an appetite for physical food that just had me captive. And I was approximately 40 to 45 pounds heavier uh, than I am now because I was just in such bondage. And um, Eric, when it talks about deep gloom and sadness, uh, what was your, you experienced that as well. I sure did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, you never really think about it because you get so sometimes people get so focused and I, I myself did as well when uh, when we're talking about, say, for example, impurity. I never thought that, um, you know, that I went into deep depression, but, you know, we do. We go into deep, we go into depression that we are stuck and that we're trapped and that we're, like you said, we're in prison. And and so it just, you know, all these things combined, uh, our minds are clouded constantly. And, you know, this, uh, you know, I, I sometimes I, I tell people, look, I might have been there at this certain event, but I really wasn't there. 
because in my mind I was elsewhere. My mind was taken. Uh, you know, my heart was taken. And so uh, even though I might have been in certain places physically, uh, mentally and in my heart, I was, uh, you know, thinking about the next time I got to gratify my flesh um, and taking in all uh, that I could uh, during that time. Because as you said, that's all the captive can do. He, he, he can't, he, you know, the cross is a rescue mission for the captive, and that's exactly what we need. Uh, we have no power. Even if they were strings, we probably couldn't have broke it. Um, because those strings were, were pretty powerful. But I love the description of iron chains and deep gloom. Yeah. You know, when it says they sat in deep gloom, they sat. We, we aren't active, we aren't being useful, we aren't um, contributing, we aren't, we're, we're sitting. Uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're just off in some corner, separate from this, the world, we're having a banquet in the grave, we're just, you know, useless to the kingdom of God at this point, simply because of our bondage and, and being in prison and just sitting. Um, but Eric, verse 11 describes really why this happens to us. And it says, and I'm reading from the New Century Version, but mine says, they had turned against the words of God and had refused the advice of God Most High. Um, Eric, when we turn away from the word of God, we end up in bondage. Um, when we don't listen to the word of God, we end up captives, prisoners, suffering. Uh, so there is an active turning here. Now, do you remember that? Because I sure do, man. I, you know, I was I was active in turning away from God's word in order to gratify the lust of my flesh. Does that describe you too? Yeah, absolutely, it does. Um, I was I was definitely active in pursuing, active in pursuing that which was going to uh, chain me up even tighter. Uh, you know, I sat in the church for many, many years, as I describe it, and, you know, judging pastors from my chained up seat. Uh, like you said, we, we sat, and that's what I did. I sat there thinking that I could do a better job. I mean, it's just remarkable, but I had nothing. I wasn't pursuing anything other than gratifying the desires of my flesh, however and whatever that might have been. Uh, whether, like you said, whether it's gluttony or impurity or, um, you know, just a poor me syndrome where I am so focused on myself, everything revolved around me, actually. And um, this was the, uh, usually the, uh, the context of my wife and my arguments is that I was always captive and thinking of me first. You know, I was number one. So... Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can definitely identify with that. Well, verse 12 tells us where we end up when we do that. Yeah, so uh, verse 12 says, So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Wow. Now, how does that sound, Mike? You remember those days too, don't you? Well, especially no one to help. I mean, I sought out older men. Um, I tried to, to, to get help, but my problem was my pride. Yours said, uh, I, I heard yours. Mine says he broke their pride by hard work. 
Um, I was, you described yourself sitting in church judging pastors who were preaching. Um, I thought I was better than, I thought I, I had all these lofty thoughts of me. Um, you know, even though I was in such bondage, um, I, I just held this high view of me. And, and so, of course, no one could help. Uh, and, and so the people that I sought out uh, discovered real quick that um, I didn't have any ears to hear. And I had my own views, and you better listen to mine. And um, that's just pride, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah, and that's exactly, I experienced the same thing there. And, you know, the bitter labor makes me think of uh, the Israelites and their slavery, you know, and how bitter that was. And, and they had no way out. Uh, you know, they, they were in misery. Uh, they were subjected to bitter labor, constant bitter labor. And, uh, and that's exactly, um, you know, there's no one to help, like you said. Uh, and not very many people um, knew how to help in these types of situations. I remember hearing a pastor uh, tell somebody that, look, you know what to do. Now just go do it. Just walk away from it. And as you and I know, um, as we stated earlier, because you are sitting chained and in prison, uh, it's not something you can break, stand up, and walk out of. Mm. And uh, so we, we had no help uh, in this predicament that we were in, in the sin that we were living in. Yeah, in verse 13 comes some hope. Um, so we've described ourselves now as captives who are sitting in iron chains. We've described ourselves as prideful, as people who can't be helped by others. And so we come to the end of ourselves. Um, we recognize now that I have got myself in a mess. And I am miserable. I'm chained. I'm captive. And so verse 13 turns a corner and says, in their misery... They cried out to the Lord, uh, and he saved them from their troubles. Um, Eric, when we turn to man, there's not much hope. Um, but this describes us as crying out to the Lord. What, I know you've experienced this. I know you've done this. What was it like for you? Oh, wow. This is a good one here. Um, you know, uh, I wasn't really crying out to the Lord for... Uh, my own sin, but you know, I was crying out to the Lord, and we were—I uh, felt like uh, for one of my children, and I felt like we were at our wits' end, um, and we needed help. We needed help for everything. We needed help uh, in, in life. I needed help uh, to be set free, and you know, I just never really believed that that uh, Christ could set me free from from such a sin. Uh, but then I found myself crying out anyway crying out for to for deliver for deliverance crying out to to help us with our children crying out for for everything and during that time i just felt like um i was hanging by a thread literally by a thread i i couldn't even didn't even know at times how to pray uh, but but you know i was crying out uh how i how i could and with as many words as i could just desperate and, uh, and that was a remarkable time in my life and a time that Christ came and, and rescued me just like just at the right time uh, the Israelites were, were set free from their bondage of slavery. 
Yeah. Um, you know, at times like this, people sometimes turn to other things than the Lord. Um, we have, have seen that when you become desperate in your misery and your bondage, you want help. And so sometimes you'll go to support groups, 12-step groups. You're, you're turning to the world's solutions, to man's help. Um, and again, verse 12 is very important, and no one helped. Um, there's, there's not help when someone tells you to take steps. Mm. That's absolutely right. Yeah, and that's, that's so unfortunate because the one who is enslaved is trusting the one that is uh, attempting to counsel or help. And so the one enslaved, just like we didn't know initially exactly how or how it was going to be when Jesus set us free. And so, yeah, to give somebody a step uh, or a program or tell them that they're in recovery, you know, that's not freedom. Uh, freedom is when, when, we, when you die, when we die by faith with Christ. And um, so he's the only one that can help. He is the only one uh, that came to set captives free. And it's, it's not uh, recovery. Um, it's not being reformed. Uh, it is death. And, and now, of course, we're not talking about dying physically, because when we die physically, we won't need faith to do it. And so, you know, this is by faith, and we look to this incredible cross and we see help uh, we see a savior dying in our place we see our flesh being crucified with christ uh, the debt canceled and uh, a new heart a circumcision uh, of our hearts and it is just incredible and that's exactly why we're here to share uh, in this podcast yeah, verse 13 says, he saved them from their troubles. Mm. The salvation that we experience comes from outside of us. Uh, remember, we're sitting in dark, darkness and we're prisoners and the, the, bar, the bars are iron bars and the door is shut and <laughs> we cannot get out. And that's why it says, he saved them from their troubles. Uh, this is a work of the Lord, Eric, as you describe. And if you look at verse 20 here, it says that God sent forth his word and healed them. Um, that reminds me of the fact that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And the, yeah. son, the son himself so loved us that he gave his only life. He shed his only blood, Eric. He went to that cross and breathed his last for you, brother. Um, yes. If you're listening here today and you're in iron chains, what you need is the work of Jesus Christ to be applied to you. Um, you need to see with the eyes of faith Christ going to that cross, carrying, you know, Eric, he carried his cross up the hill of, of Golgotha, up the hill of Calvary. And um, he not only carried that cross, he carried your sin. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he bore that sin. He carried it. Um, and, and this is how we get out of our chains, right? This is how we get free from our prison of sin is by seeing 
Christ taking that sin off of us and really crucifying it himself on the cross, right? Amen, yes. And unless we see that, that's why we have no hope prior to seeing this and believing it by faith in our hearts is that we're so focused on us and you know your focus is instantly changed uh, when we're focusing on Christ the one as you said who you know he bore it all there on the cross he canceled the debt i mean it is so exciting to think about that god would love us this much that he would send his own son in a rescue mission for me you know, I was just talking to one of the ladies in church last Sunday, and she said, I, it's just almost unbelievable that God would love me. Mm. And yet, that's exactly what we see at the cross. We see love in its fullness. Uh, we see, like you said, um, verse 20, in the latter part of verse 20 in the NIV 1984, says that he rescued them from the grave. Mm. He rescued them from the grave because he sat in it. He laid in it. And on the third day, he raised from it. So if he can raise from the grave, which he did, then he is going to raise you up. Once you're crucified with Christ, buried in a tomb with him, and the stone rolls back over your old man and it never comes up, he's, he's, he's done. He's there forever. But Christ raises us up anew afresh, free. And, you know, the prison door opens, the chains fall off, and we're running, Mike. We're no longer sitting. We're running. And this is why we love doing this, these podcasts, because we want to see and show people that we have been there. We understand what it's like to be in darkness. Uh, we understand what it's like to be chained and sitting, doing nothing. And having a clouded mind 24 seven, staying up late with gratifying the flesh, however that might be impurity, gluttony, depression, you know, and whatever, whatever it is, Jesus came to lift you up out of your darkness, out of your grave and to remove your sin and place it on himself and then allow those he created to nail him there, unbelievable. But it is an unbelievably beautiful act. And, you know, God doesn't waste any stories. And so if you're listening and you think that you've gone too far, no, you have not. Uh, God will use your past uh, to elevate his cross and to make it beautiful. That, that he could save a wretch like you and me and Mike and, and whoever looks to the cross and by faith believes that Jesus has taken all of your condemnation. There isn't any left for you. It's, that's why he said it's finished. It's done. It's complete. It is finished. Let that ring in your ears. You know, if you look at this passage, it talks about the darkness that we were in, and it talks about the misery that we experienced. But Eric, as you said, look at Christ going to the cross. Do you remember how it says that darkness came over the land for three hours? Um, he had entered our darkness, and, and it says that we were in misery. Look at Jesus on the cross. Um, 
what you see is the God-man suffering in darkness, in misery, just overwhelmed with our sin and with God's wrath, and there he hangs. Uh, we sat, he hangs, and then we run because we understand that what he did on that cross was hard work. Remember, it says in verse 12, he broke their pride by hard work. Look at Jesus on the cross. He's working hard for you, Eric. He's working hard for those who are listening. And his hard work enables us to be free. And so let's close out by reading verses 14 through 16. And uh, let's just read it alternating, and we won't comment, but listen to these powerful verses. Uh, you want to start verse 14, Eric? Sure. Verse 14 says, He brought them out of darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his love and for the miracles he does for people. Verse 16, for he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Uh, Eric, look at the cross and what you see is Jesus breaking down uh, bronze gates and cutting apart iron bars, right? Amen, yes, and, and lifting us and bringing us up out of the darkness, out of the gloom, and he broke away our chains. That ought to make anybody that hears that and looks to see what Christ has done, that uh, just has to fill your heart up. It, it, it just has to make you stop and think, for me, really? Yes, that's what it says. That's what Jesus came to do. And like you said, he worked on the cross for us so that we don't have to go to anybody else uh, for steps. There was one step or three steps. If you want to look at the, uh, you know, the, the death, burial, and resurrection. So however we look to it, we go to the cross one step, or we take three steps and, and see that on the third day, uh, Jesus rose uh, with power. And this is the same power that raises us up out of our darkness, out of our gloom, the same power that cuts through bars of iron. And so please, if you're listening, just uh, let this sink into your heart like never before. Let this sink through your mind uh, to realize that you have not sinned too much. Jesus's blood never runs dry, but is continuously flowing today for you, for your forgiveness, and mine, and Mike's. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just wonderful to be able to, uh, you know, to, to share this with others, brother. It is, and by way of wrapping up, I just want to pray for somebody right now who, you know, Eric, they're like us in, in years past, and they're sitting in iron chains, and they've struggled. They can't find anyone to help. Darkness comes in like a cloud, depression, discouragement. They're overwhelmed. They have no hope. And maybe today they've seen that Jesus came to rescue them. Um, and yet they need to believe that message. They need to exercise faith. That is to put to trust the fact that the work Jesus did on the cross was for them. 
And I just want to pray right now. And if you are that person that we're describing, come into, enter into prayer with Eric and I as we close right now. Father in heaven, we are here as ex-captives, as, as those who have been set free, as those who were in such deep misery that we had clouded thoughts, that we had double minds, that we had bondage to sin. And, and someone's listening right now, oh God, to us. And they're in this situation right now. Maybe tears have come as they've realized that, yes, Lord, that's me. And, and yet they desire freedom. And, and so, Lord, would you enable them right now to see the work of the cross that your son did on their behalf? Lord, right now, open the eyes of their heart. Oh, God, show them, please, the work that Jesus has done for them. Hear him cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? See all the wrath that you put on your son, thereby removing it from this listener right now. Lord, would you please give them faith to believe the simple gospel message that Jesus suffered in their place, that Jesus removed their sin, that Jesus made them righteous simply by believing this message. Lord, would you do that work in someone right now? And we will praise you and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free. 